The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 53 of the Neat Glass-sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And tonight, we're finally getting around to an entire episode focusing exclusively on an often ignored and often derided whiskey segment that we've been promising to do for almost three years now, and that's Canadian whiskey. Our cousins to the north. Yes. Of which we've previously only featured two in three years. And joining us tonight on our road trip to the Great White North is the classic duo paired here once again, the lovely and talented Sue the Whiskey Pixie. Hi! And... The equally lovely and talented Jeff, the knight who says neat. It's Jeff. Uh, just Jeff? It's Jeff. Just Jeff. Just Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to all the drinking and learning and laughing, Ed's here to tell us which three expressions of Canadian whiskey we'll be tasting and testing tonight. Right. Well, we've been drinking a mess of really good Irish whiskeys. Yep. And so we figured it'd be a nice transition to go into the Canadian, but give them a shot. You know, Canada represent here. Yeah. We pulled out all the stops, all right? We got Crown Royal, who we have visited on this podcast. We did the XO. Right. And we said, you know what? Let's go for it. We went out and we found the Crown Royal 16-year, mm. basically their rye. It's a, is it 100% rye, Scott? It isn't, but we'll get to that. It's considered an uptick expression for them. Yeah. It's also a decent proof of 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also wanted, you know, one walking around the town one, like what do people in Canada drink? Maybe that's not so commercial. Around the town. And we got like um, Gooderdom and Wart's four grain Canadian whiskey. So that means there's four grains in it. Even I know that. <laughs> even though, it says it right on the bottle. Even though I don't speak Canadian. And, um, Translation. <laughs> also, another thing that attracted me to this whiskey was the proof was 88.8, which is something like American bourbon companies do. You know, like yeah. usually Canadian and Irish are pretty, they just even that shit out. Like it's like, oh, it's 80, it's 85 or yeah, it's 90, you know? Yeah, you're right. So this being 88.8, I feel like, nope, this is where it is. Stop. It's exactly where we wanted it. And then we felt like if we're going to do Canada right and we're coming strong, we had to do the Alberta premium cast strength, which is getting all the buzz being their best whiskey coming mm. down from up north. 127.4 proof. Ooh. And uh, we're going to save that one for last, of course. Yes. And probably do what? The Gooderdom? I mean, I'd spelled Gooderham, but Jeff and me agree it's probably got some flavor to it, like a Gooderdom. No, it's Gooderum. Gooderum. There's no D in the second part. Gooderum. Yeah. 
and words for grain. And we're going to start there. Yeah, we're going to start there uh, after, of course. Right. That's where we're going to start, though. That's our first whiskey. So exactly. people can start Googling that right now while Scott goes into his <laughs> diatribe for you. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, seven paragraphs on the history of Canadian whiskey, which just highlights once again the incestuous nature of not only Canadian whiskey, but how it dovetails with American whiskey okay. and all of the companies, etc. Yeah. But if you cut out the word A, it, it's only four paragraphs. <laughs> it's only four paragraphs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me do that. Uh, cut out all the A's. <laughs> Take off, eh? <laughs> Someone had to do right. it. I know. So we suggest you put on some Rush or Triumph right now. Wow. <laughs> All right. So the history of Canadian whiskey. Is there like Canadian folk music? I'm going to have to look that up. Put that beneath it. I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> I woke all night and I sleep all day. I cut down trees. I wear high heels. I skip and jump. And a bra. I, I wish put I'd on been a girly. And hang around in bars. I cut down trees. I skip and jump. I like to press wildflowers. I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. Wow. During the 1700s, whiskey production in Canada consisted mostly of grist mills that used dirt plus wheat and yielded whiskies of wildly varying proofs that were consumed unaged. But the first commercial scale whiskey production in Canada didn't begin until 1801 when John Molson, yes, that John Molson, the famous Canadian beer brewer, purchased a proper bottle still in Montreal, Quebec. I thought you said Olson, oh. and then you said that John Olson. I'm like, who? Yeah, I'm thinking, who fucks John? I thought you were just being funny, like there's not anybody famous. Then I said, oh, wait, he said Molson, and like, that's why I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> In 1837, the Gooderum & Wartz Company began producing whiskey in Toronto, Ontario. In 1859, Henry Corby started distilling whiskey at his grist mill. And in 1864, Joseph Seagram began working at his father-in-law's Waterloo, Ontario distillery, eventually purchasing it outright. Meanwhile, two Americans entered this burgeoning Canadian whiskey scene in the late 1850s. J.P. Weiser in Prescott, Ontario, to work at his uncle's distillery, which he purchased five years later. And Hiram Walker, who settled in Windsor, Ontario, to open his own. In the 1880s, Canada instituted a bottled and bond program about a dozen years before the U.S. did, and in 1890 became the first country in the world to require whiskey to be aged. However, in the decades that follow, Canada would experience its own prohibition. Oh, Canada! Ed, did you know about that? I mean, I'm sure it had some effect, but I know we got a lot of our whiskey from Canada during Prohibition. Yeah. Ask our good friend uh, George Remus. Yeah, so they had their own prohibition that started nationally in 1918. Interestingly, even though Canadian prohibition allowed distillers to produce alcohol for exporting to other countries, it nevertheless kicked off a round of distillery consolidation. So in the early 1900s, a guy named Mortimer Davis purchased the Corby and the Weiser distilleries. And in the mid-1920s, Harry Hatch bought the Gooderman Wartz and merged it with Hiram Walker, along with its popular Canadian Club brand, which is a bottom shelf dweller <laughs> in today's liquor <laughs> stores. terrible. Oh, Canada! Although Prohibition ended in Canada in 1920, American Prohibition was just getting started, which caused much instability in the Canadian industry. However, in 1928, Seagram's began increasing capacity in anticipation of the end of the American Prohibition, allowing them to quickly expand when it did end and to introduce several new brands, including Crown Royal in 1939. U.S.-based Shenley got into the action in Quebec, resurrecting Gibson's Finest, which is also a terrible one on the bottom shelf in liquor stores. Oh, Canada! In 1945, and Toronto-based W.A. Gilby created Black Velvet in 1951. Another bottom-shelf dweller wow. you can still get today. Oh, Canada! 
Out west, Calgary-based Alberta distillers and their Windsor Canadian, <laughs> yet another one, bottom shelf dweller. <laughs> oh, Canada. People drink these, like, just pour 7-Up into them and just live there for their whole life. Yeah, they, they really do. So, Alberta Distillers was purchased by National Distillers, the American Corporation, in 1964. Three years later, Barton Brands of Portly Bat fame began producing Canadian Mist. Wow. Yet again, another one you can still buy today. Oh, Canada! And Hiram Walker began distilling whiskey for Japan's Suntory in 1970. During the 70s, 80s, and 90s, as whiskey's popularity in America waned, a second round of consolidation occurred. Brown Foreman bought Barton's Canadian interests in 1971. Jim Beam bought Alberta Distillers in 1980. In the early 2000s, Hiram Walker was taken over by Pernod Ricard, who would split up Seagram's with Diageo, who in turn would get Crown Royal. And in just the past five years, Heaven Hill would come to own Gilby's, and those vampires at Sazerac would purchase Seagram's VO. And that is the history of Canadian whiskey. I had the Seagram's VO. Scott, you had it last week. Yes, it's awful. Oh, Canada. Uh, we even got the uptick, the uh, VO Gold. Eight years. It was the most one-dimensional. I will say this. It probably makes a very good 7-7 seven and seven mm-hmm. because that's all it ever was good for. Any of the shit that came down back in the day. Yeah, it's And really by the bad. way, if once again, if you order a traditional 7-7 seven, seven and you get Seagram's, understand Seagram's is like vodka, basically, with brown coloring in it. You don't want to drink Seagram's yeah. 7 anymore. Seagram's 7 is not what it used to be. It, correct. It's you, an American you, yeah, whiskey. You now. actually want to yeah. do it. Seagram's VO with 7-Up is what you want to order if you want the old-fashioned 7-7 seven, seven from the 70s. You but know really, I mean? you shouldn't order that either. No, I mean, I'm just trying to help you out if that's <laughs> Yeah, drink. Right, yeah, I got you. It is like $15 a bottle, so. Yeah. All right, so let's taste the Gooderman Warts, a four oh, grain. Are I drinking? Yes. Yeah, those four grains are the corn, barley, rye, and wheat, distilled separately in both pot and column stills, which they say results in a rich, bold, and complex flavors that would have made the original Gooderman Warts proud. So this is a resurrected brand. This is not the stuff that was in yesteryear. I mean, what is really? Yeah. yeah. Besides like the wild turkey and like the 1950 recipe for Maker's Mark, there's not a lot of old stuff out there. I mean, I love people to like hit us up online or like or email us and tell us what's the original batch from 100 years ago. What is still accurate that we know of? Yeah. It's pretty light on the nose. Just a little bit of sugar and honey. I agree. I don't get much. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's something kind of herbaceous though in the nose for me like yeah at the end of it yeah, like it's there like, is like, something. like a leather or something or latex something mm. sue anything on the nose maybe a sweet heat at the there, end there isn't a lot yeah i just tasted it Ooh, licorice yeah sweet licorice like a good and plenty are you, are you getting that on the finish? I got it immediately. It's really yeah, good and plenty. Yeah. yeah. You know what I have on that finish? The thing I'm smelling and I'm tasting is clove. Clove. Okay. Can you see it? Yeah. There's a spice there. Yeah. It tastes like the reason that my meatloaf got ruined. Like this really <laughs> a strong herb flavor. Herb. At the end. Yeah. And too much good and plenty. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're only supposed to put a couple. It's flavoring. <laughs> I kind of like this. Mm. I'm surprised this tastes completely different than a Canadian whiskey that I've ever tasted. I've never tasted anything really like this. Yeah. I was just, when you said Canadian whiskey, I'm like, any whiskey. Yeah, this is <laughs> Yeah, really right? I've never, I've never tasted anything yeah. like this. I, I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's not bad. It's different. I'm not done figuring it out yet. It's pretty complex. Yeah. For an 88.8 proof Canadian whiskey that I've never heard of before. Once again, this was a recommendation from uh, Billy at Banash. Yeah. 
when he heard we were doing this and we wanted something off the commercial grid. Yeah, and not one of those bottom shelf dwellers that I talked about. Right, and none history. of the ones that's got listed. Yeah, because we could have bought those. Like, we could have bought seven well, of those for the same price that I spent for all the rest of these. It's the reason we tasted the VO to see if it had a chance to make the episode. Yeah. And it did not have a chance to make the episode. Absolutely atrocious whiskey. It, it's like, got a taste of it's candy something. I can't get good and plenty out of my head yeah. now. It is that and then followed by some kind of heat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely heat. Yeah. Heat and spiciness and drop a little bit of water. And tell me what oh, you, what absolutely. You think. I will do that. Okay. Once again, these are in our neat glass. I lose the good and plenty and I lose the heat. Mm. I kind of, I don't I know. I think this was better without the water. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of lost something with the water. I, yeah, agree. I, I totally agree. I agree. Yep. Yep. This is one that does not benefit from water. Everything kind of disappeared yeah and everything just got muted that's why it was 88.8 exactly that's right they're like we have it where we're supposed to drink it yeah you fucked it up <laughs> we fucked it up <laughs> you, know hard, you know how hard it was to get to the point eight we're like we're literally dropping water and like drop drop okay stop we're there i mean i'm getting a little cinnamon now though uh with the water in it that i wasn't getting before a little sweet cinnamon like a cinnamon roll almost Am I stretching? I think you're stretching. <laughs> I'm trying to salvage. I, I want to dump this out and get yeah. more from the bottle. <laughs> well, go ahead. Do it, everybody. Maybe there's plenty here. This wasn't that expensive, Scott, right? Like a 38, 40? Yeah, this was um, MSRP of 45, but I got it for 40. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was pretty cheap. Yeah. All the way from Canada. G&W, everybody. G&W. <laughs> G&W. G&W Whiskey has that get you a drunk taste. Oh, my God. G&W Whiskey got that get you a drunk taste. Like the A and W root beer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except I don't evidently don't know how that commercial goes. Right, so I just, forget too, just but just I fucking up the whole melody. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so let's do the tasting notes. All right, so on the nose, we got some notes of licorice, hot cinnamon candy, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some light brown sugar, bacon spices, caramel, and a bit of eucalyptus and menthol. Okay, and I, I mean think, that could be the herbaceous eucalyptus. Yeah, we, we smelled a lot of that. Yeah. We smelled a lot of that on the palate. Uh, loads of rich brown sugar, mm. green greens, hot cinnamon candy. Ginger snap cookies, peanut brittle, oh. caramel corn somewhere off in the background. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere off. Like somebody's popping caramel corn, but like around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Johnson's Popcorn, Ocean City Boardwalk, 12th Street, not 9th Street. Right. Not, fuck them. 19. <laughs> so right. fuck those 9th Street bitches. <laughs> yeah, but from 1991. <laughs> yeah, the 1991 popular, I'll, because in I'll 1992, love. they changed the formula. I'll love, like tribute to Siobhan. Um, <laughs> the finish is long <laughs> with green grasses, which I didn't really get. Clove, there's my clove. clove. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Dominating and then pleasantly. Tr- and your face, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Shade. Shade. Uh, pleasantly dry, oddly refreshing at the end. Pleasantly dry. Absolutely. Oddly refreshing. Oddly refreshing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these tasting notes are funny. Uh, whiskey wash, this was. Right. Uh, yeah, this is pretty good. I think we're all agreeing. The water doesn't help this. It, we like it unadulterated. Yep. Honestly, sitting here right now, one of the best Canadian whiskeys I've ever oh, tasted. Without a doubt. One of the top four Canadian whiskeys I've ever had. Because I've only had four. <laughs> That's for sure. I have to say that this is one of the most unique Canadian whiskeys I've ever had. It's actually a very good whiskey. I'm tasting a little bit more rye spice on it now. Jeff, what do you think? It said a candied cinnamon, which is okay. really right. You're, on, that's on, what you're on getting. The nose. Yeah. 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 Whiskey Watch said that. I didn't really taste the candy part of that. But right now we're pumped up. We're drinking it. It's different. Yeah. We're like this is good. I have a feeling like if I drank this too, they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much else I could drink. I mean, I say if you're looking to try a Canadian whiskey that's different, jump in. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I'd have to drink this against a lot of like, I want to get like the Buffalo Trace kosher rye out here right now and see how it. Well, right. That's why we're doing just Canadian whiskeys tonight right. but to, to compare them with each other. And yeah. because honestly, like we were joking about, right. uh, we've literally only had like four or five Canadian whiskeys right. in our life. Yeah. But the other one was the uh, Caribou Crossing that Jeff brought. We did a short. It was okay. It was also disappointing. Yeah, it was. This was better than that. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Oh my God. Thank you. We have some contrast. Yeah, that's, this that's true. kills that. Absolutely does. Right. All right. Good. So let's look at the next one. Yeah. Which is one I'm most excited to taste tonight, to be honest. Because yeah. I'm a not very secret Crown Royal fan. Mm-hmm. I've drank bottles of it in my life. You and know? we really like the XO. The XO is delicious. I try to keep a bottle of that around. And uh, what did this cost just got? So the MSRP of this is 70 but I got it for 59 Wow. That's a pretty good price for that. Yeah. So the $60 bottle for Crown Royal, which usually goes about $27, so you know that this better be damn good. And Ed gave a nice overview of Crown Royal on episode 21 yeah. when we covered the XO. Um, a little bit about Crown Royal. The brand was created in a really unique situation in 1939 by Samuel Bronfman, the president of Seagram's. And he crafted this whiskey in 1939 in honor of a visit from King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, oh, the yeah. present Queen Elizabeth's mother. Mm-hmm. Talk about Queen fancy. Yeah, talk about fancy. Yeah, yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. Tea time. They were the first <laughs> reigning monarchs to visit Canada, which I found incredibly surprising. What? Right. They, what? They, they were the first reigning monarchs to ever visit Canada. Canada's crazy. part of the yeah. monarchy. Canada. Right. Here. Well, maybe they didn't want to come over on the ship. <laughs> I guess. It's just yeah, we heard about you, Canada. It's a long well, No, that's journey. true. Before 1939, ship travel is a little sketchy. I yeah, can see that. Yeah. So um, he made 600 different versions before he came up with the Crown Royal that is around 600. today. 600? Right. Wow. And, um, that's some perseverance. A, yeah, he has a time with it. Yeah. The blend still comes in the same distinctive cut glass bottle and purple sack with the gold trim and tassel drawstring that was presented to the king and queen 80 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we heard purple sack, and we just <laughs> <laughs> we looked at each other and just started laughing. purple sack. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, we are children. It's, sorry, I'm going nephew is how we do it. Sorry, well, like maybe Barney. Barney, there you go. Uh, <laughs> please continue. Yes, please. Better fucking be edited, by the way. <laughs> no, the world company. no, that's gold. We're staying in purple sack. gold. Sorry, purple Bob. tin Sack. <laughs> so fast forward he uh, after that he fucked me all up hold on let me start over it's all good so <laughs> <laughs> the blend still comes in the same distinctive cut glass bottle and purple sack with gold trim and tassel drawstring that was presented to the king and queen 80 years ago the recipe and process for making it also remain the same with the essential crown royal ingredients of locally sourced grains and the use of charred oak barrels now the property is huge the Crown Royal Company, a branch off of Seagrove's, if you will. Where about in Canada is this? It's in Manitoba, oh. right on Lake Winnipeg. Oh. And oh, at any one time, they have over 1.5 million barrels of whiskey on their premises. Wow. Dang. Wow. Production runs nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It requires approximately 10,000 bushels of corn, rye, and barley, and roughly 900,000 of gallons of water every day. What? 80% of those grains are obtained locally in Manitoba and other surrounding provinces. And the water comes right from Lake Winnipeg, which is naturally filtered by limestones in the lake bed. That's very interesting. 
I just saw on VinePair that Crown Royal itself, just the base spirit, was the number one selling whiskey in the United States in 2021. It's amazing. Having sold over $460 million worth. Much to the chagrin of Jack Daniels. Yeah. And they did a top 20 in 2021, and three of them were Canadian. So they had the Crown Royal, which was number one, and down farther on the list was Canadian Club and Black Velvet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> can you believe that? I can. Yeah. So, yep. I know. So... Released just in 2020, the Crown Royal Rye 16-year is oddly nowhere to be seen on their website. So I went to drizzly.com and modified their description, which I'm going to have Sue read in her best sexy air traffic controller voice. Uh All right. I appreciate the large The large type, yeah. I'll turn up the light, too. Thank you. All right. Lounge in luxury mm. and savor each unique layer of the rare stock Canadian rye whiskey, hand selected <laughs> from our most special reserves. This remarkably smooth, award winning whiskey is carefully aged in charred American white oak barrels for no less than 16 years. Oh my god, <laughs> which intensifies. It's complexity mm. by mellowing its finish. Unhurried by time, Crown Royal 16-year rye is deliciously bold and irreverently spicy. <laughs> Softened by creamy vanilla and sticky caramel. <laughs> While hints of fragrant clove and hot cinnamon warmly linger. Oh my god. We're gonna take a break and uh yeah. we'll all be right and, back. And a shower. And a shower. I had an intense finish and it, 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 it was not mellow. Oh shit. Was it sticky? <laughs> oh my god. The nose is amazing. I'm already smelling it. Alright, so the proof of this is 90, as I believe Ed said right. earlier. Uh the mash bill, so you asked about that. Uh, it's 90% rye and 10% non-disclosed. Ugh. They did not disclose what the other 10% grain is. 90% rye, 10% asparagus. <laughs> it's 90% rye and 10% of the shitty thing that we have to put in all Canadian whiskey. <laughs> we, <laughs> to make it taste bad. We, we've kept it down to the least amount of my law. <laughs> Meanwhile, Canadian Club is 60%. I know. Secrets VO is 100. I just recoiled in disgust from the From nose. the nose. Really? You don't the like nose it? nose was nasty. Really? Maybe it's when Ed said asparagus. Maybe. You, you started I, smelling asparagus in it. Oh, asparagus yeah, pee. Yeah, the uh, chambermaid's curse. Right. <laughs> I mean, I smell like a sugar cookie or something, like I, a lemon sugar cookie. Oh, sweet. that's interesting. I'm getting very sweet forward. Yes. I'm I'm getting a lot of rye spice, <laughs> but I, I can see where you guys are doing it too, because I was really focused on the rye spice, because yeah. I know there's a lot of rye in this, but I can see both of you are tasting uh, nose and yeah, nose. 10% of my aroma is undisclosed to me. <laughs> uh, smell it again, Jeff. Is it still off-putting to you? Smell it again, Jeff. It's a shop where you can bring in your things to be smelled again if you're not smell sure. Smell again, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> if you think your milk is bad you're not sure, bring it in. Jeff will smell it for you. <laughs> smell it again, Jeff. Oh, I got, wait, I, I'm going to copyright that right now. <laughs> Smellitagainjeff.com. Cha-ching. Honey, is this milk bad? I'm not sure. Well, let me drive down to Smell It Again, Jeff. Smell It Again, Jeff, if you want a second opinion. Can, can I cook this chicken? Is this turkey lunch meat still good? Bring it in. And I'll smell it. Uh, and smell it again, Jeff. And if, if I I'll, and if I don't like it, I'll smell it again. <laughs> Bring it down. So, smell oh. it again, Jeff. Straight on <laughs> Route seventy three. White White Horse Pike in Andalusia. <laughs> Andalusia. Oh my god.
Oh, wow. I'm going to have a field day in editing. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I mean, I think it has a, a fine nose. I think it, Jeff said in all that mayhem oh, that he was I, no longer put off by it. I think Jeff has a fine nose, actually. It's very, it centered. Does. It's it's very, very centered and symmetrical. Yeah. It's not too big. not too small. It's Goldilocks. It's the Goldilocks of noses. What, what, do you smell anything sweet before you taste it? Very little. Okay. I got a lot of the sweet, but I couldn't really distinguish anything else. And okay. now I'm tasting it. I get zero burn. Yeah. Zero spice. It's just very smooth and light. Hmm. It's not complex to me. or Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think we're getting a lot off the noses on these uh, Canadian whiskeys. Maybe, maybe the last one will be different, but both of these have been pretty light on the nose. Tasting it. Ooh. Mm. Has a really nice flavor. Very smooth for 90. I mean, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. I didn't even add woodery. Uh-huh. I didn't add woodery. Yeah. <laughs> woodery. Okay, Sue's going for a little lie down now. <laughs> I didn't add water, and I would never add water to this. Okay. It, it would just ruin it, I think. It's got a nice creamier mouthfeel than the 88.8 that we just had. Yeah. Uh, th- this tastes really nice. Uh, there's some, uh, some fruit. There's some caramel. Breaking um, bourbon said it tastes surprisingly elegant. Ooh, that's mm. just one of the i'm just putting it out there as a foreshadowing what he said and i would say that it's crown royal it's not going to become something else because you aged it and crown royal is a very delicious and simple whiskey mm. you know traditional notes of like vanilla and caramel and rye yeah and because it, it's usually what 80 proof mm. yeah what? it's 80 proof yeah so yeah. the regional crown royal you drink it all night it's approachable this is 90 and still very smooth but while not as complex as the first one it certainly is a more established whiskey. Yeah, it's a deeper expression yeah. of the Crown Royal and much smoother than the last one, even though I really like uh-huh. the last one. Yeah. Maybe uh, if we didn't have that first, yeah. I might feel different about Possibly. this mm, one. Possibly. Yeah. So. Uh, the drinking order does have yeah. definitely oh, effect. Absolutely. Our palates have been altered by the first one for sure and it's contrasting in your mouth. Yeah, take a bigger <laughs> sip maybe because that might help. I'm getting a strong cherry vanilla. Cherry vanilla, that's a very good that's very, a very good, good Jeff. Note. Yeah, that's very good because I usually taste the cherry but I didn't. I was tasting some kind of berry sweetness but cherry vanilla mm. nails it because it's not really just cherry. Right. It does and it's like a cherry vanilla ice cream. Yeah, because exactly. you get that creamy sense. It's very creamy. You know, don't you guys yeah. think? It's, you know, I don't want to give Gabe a dollar but I'm going to because it has a very oily <laughs> mouthfeel. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe said oily mouthfeel. Oily mouthfeel, yeah. That's, he's patented that. That's his. Yours is Jeff uh, smells it again or whatever it is. No. Je- Je- what is it? Smell it again, Jeff. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Down and smell it again, Jeff. Oh, shit. That might be the uh, name of this episode. <laughs> smell it again, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Let's... We smelled our own things when I was a kid. All right. When we, we was coming up, taste. we didn't have to go down to this fancy smancy place that some guy could smell your stuff again. <laughs> Uh, Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. <laughs> Guys, I got the hit parade. <laughs> All right, enough of that. What's the big idea? Hey, hey, fellas, the big idea. Well, what do you want, swell? I mean, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so biased towards the Crown Royal. It would have to taste like battery acid for me to be negative. About I really it. like this. I mean, I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, this is something that I like to drink. It's simple and delicious. Like, so they say here, I'm not even going to read the nose because it's pretty much in the tasting notes again. Okay. Notes of Cracker Jack, candy corn, fresh mint. And I, I definitely get some mint on this. Uh, dark cherry, plum, and layered oak. 
That's all they have. Medium long with a slow and steady ramp up of baking spices for the finish, rye grain, but ultimately a little thin on the finish. And I think that's also what Sue noticed. It's not a really strong finish. And I agree with that. Um, overall, it's not a thin whiskey. No. It's so but- light that I consider like you could drink this with a meal. Like you would never really have whiskey with a meal. This is so light right. and smooth Absolutely that right. you could have this. I've never had whiskey for a meal. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so cute. That's so adorable. We have whiskey with every meal. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't drink alone by yourself in the corner. (laughs) Cry. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. But that's the meal. You drink alone by yourself with a pizza. Whole pizza. That's between meals. (laughs) (laughs) That's snacking. For snacking, I just drink alone in the corner and cry. Yeah, but it is interesting, Sue, what you said. Uh, if I had to pick one of these two whiskeys that we've had already to see which one you would like better, I would have said this one. Yeah. But I think you like the first one better. I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. yeah but, and, and that's but, like, why you have to taste things. Yeah. You can't just assume that you're not going to like it or that you are. So I wish we had some regular Crown Royal. I know. I, that's, I that's do what, too. That's what we fucked up. We'll save this. This will come back around. It will. There'll be a wormhole one day. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll drop this in. Yeah. And, and we'll compare maybe an older expression of Crown yeah. Royal and new Crown Royal. Yeah. So we'll see what's going on. But they have so many whiskeys. Yeah. I like it's sleep. ridiculous. Honestly, of the flavored whiskey profiles, Crown Royal is the best quality. Like the Crown Royal vanilla is just a delicious whiskey. Yeah. And we're going to do an episode yeah. on flavored whiskeys coming but up. But I too. mean, there's a lot of shit ones out there, but Crown Royal, I mean, they've embraced it and, they're, yeah. and they have like apple. Yeah. They apple. have like four or five different their ones. They're peach, yeah. they're apple. Yeah. Um, they have the regular expression. They have a rye. They have a black. The blender's mash. The blender's mash was the one that they got in trouble with because they called it bourbon mash because it's a high corn thing. Yeah. And America was like, uh-uh, you can't do that. You can't call it a bourbon. You can't, <laughs> you can't call it a bourbon, bitches. Uh, the XO, XR, extra rare 18-year. They have a reserve, a wine barrel finish, and a winter wheat that actually has a mash bill. It's a weeded whiskey, 51% wheat, 39% corn, and 10% malted barley. Some of them go for like 340 Their wine barrel finish is like $340. Like it's really exclusive and expensive. Uh, I should say that um, Billy Benash offered me the 43-year-old Canadian club, I think, for like $350 or something like that. There's a 43-year-old yeah. Canadian club? And, it was only, and it's only $300-something. dollars. But wow. that's still too much for us to buy just to talk to you people. Jesus. You people. <laughs> to you people. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to spend $350 on any Canadian whiskey. But yeah, on any whiskey. Any whiskey. Sitting there on your dirty couch <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> right. As pathetic as we are, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Right. Just remember, you're listening to us. Where's the bar? Where's the bar? Right, right. We, are, we have four separate train wreck lies that we're dealing with, all combined to entertain you. JK, we love all of you. No, we do. We, JK. We, we love everyone who listens to us. Especially Canada, because Canada is our second market. And so this is really just whoring ourselves out to Canada right yeah, now. Yeah, and definitely that's why we picked uh, some expressions yeah. that uh, were kind of a little bit upticks. Blame uh, on Canada. Yeah. Blame Canada. Poor Canada. <laughs> Pour whiskey in your cup. Oh, now we're making for the national anthem. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. We, so, we try so hard to make good impression. All right. So to make up for that, to make so, up for that before. The queen is here. <laughs> the queen is here. <laughs> Hello. I like how that's the queen music. <laughs> yeah, that's the queen music. <laughs> that's the queen's music sauntering through the city. I mean, I mean, first of all, we've been an hour at this, and that was our first Canadian joke. <laughs> Mm, was so it kudos was it really? to us? I don't know. We did the A takeoff well, and all the A's. And, 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 and <laughs> right. Unless you count all of the whiskeys that Scott read that we won't drink. 
<laughs> right. I think uh, Jeff I think was Canadian. just making a disclaimer. That was our first joke. Yeah. I we, think, uh, we didn't joke at all. I think, yeah. Canadian, <laughs> I think Canadian Club was the first joke. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been nothing but shade. It's, we were doing Cashadian whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the the two we've had have been very drinkable yeah, and very nice. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed both we, of them. You've selected well. Yes, yeah. So before we uh, stop and clean these glasses and taste the last expression, I have the rules and regulations of what a Canadian whiskey actually wow. is. Boo. Boo. So a Canadian whiskey can be made of any cereal grain, and a finished product typically blends several types of whiskey, such as wheat, corn, rye, and malt, or all of them, that had all been milled, mashed, fermented, distilled, and matured separately. So Canadian whiskey doesn't have a mash bill. Explain that. Okay, so they do corn by itself. They make a corn whiskey. Oh, yeah. Then they make a malt. Then they make a wheat, and they make a rye. And then they take different portions and blend them together. Oh, like barrel. Yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) Canadians are really master blenders. Right. Uh, So the rules, there's five rules. One, must be made from a mash of cereal grain or cereal grain products. Number two, must be aged in small wood. Oh, Canada. What does that mean? Small. Less than 700 liters. Well, they're, well, they're Canadian. Small, yeah, they're Canadian. Small small right yeah. It's cold up there, though. It's shrinkage. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> shrinkage, right. For at least three years. Number three, uh, must possess the aroma, taste, and character generally attributed to Canadian whiskey. That would be that 10% undisclosed stuff that makes everything taste <laughs> yeah. like, like vinyl hell. Yeah. And number four, must be mash distilled and aged in Canada, of course. And number five, must contain no less than 40% ABV. It can contain a little bit of added caramel coloring <gasps> and up to 9.09% of added flavoring. How does that compare I don't to think American that, I don't, whiskey? Oh, you're not allowed to put any flavoring or coloring in American whiskey. Oh. In so bourbon they, so they cheat. or rye. Well, liqueurs you can. So if you're doing a little like, bit. Yeah, like, like Fireball can have coloring in because it's not a real whiskey. Right. Yeah, so those are the rules and regulations. All right. All right, so we're going <laughs> to stop here, and we're going to come back with probably the most elite expression in Canadian whiskey, right. the Alberta Premium Cast Strength Rye. All right, so we're back looking forward to enjoying the last whiskey Woo! of the day, the Alberta Premium Castrength. And is this owned by vampires or no? This, this owned, is not owned by vampires. Is it owned no. by Buffalo's Race? No. Beam some Tory. Beam some Tory. Oh, yeah. the, other, oh, the other one, yeah. Yeah, the other one, the good. All right. I'm impressed. I'm so excited about this one. Not the least for which because I spent $94 on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have no connections in Canada to send us whiskey, so we're. I mean, we've had whiskey sent from as far as Ireland, so yeah. So honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of history about this distillery online. It's like they have been working since 1946, and they've just been doing their thing. Uh, they got bought out by Bean Suntory at some time. Uh, National Distillers, almost like they're they were dodging the draft. Maybe and it went to Canada. <laughs> they went to Canada to dodge a draft. Exactly, that's what happened. So uh, I do have a short description and the stats and everything and then we'll taste it. Here we go. An explosive taste that is bold with its own earthy character made with 100% Canadian prairie rye and aged for a minimum of five years, Alberta Premium is the original 100% rye. And in an effort to innovate within the Canadian whiskey category, it's being released at cast strength with a deep history rooted in heritage and quality that I couldn't find anywhere on the internet. (laughs) Alberta Premium (laughs) is proud to be a major player in the resurgence of Canadian whiskeys and Alberta Premium cast strength is the award-winning result. It is a true reflection of what it is distillery can be. It should be noted 
that this is the stuff that is in Whistlepig. Really, that's interesting. interesting. This is the stuff that oh. Whistlepig sources. Their their barrels that they found somewhere in Canada. This is it. Well, how come Whistlepig is way older than this shit? Uh, I think Whistlepig takes it's like it, 10, 12, 15, and then this is. Yeah, oh, so, by the way, we have we have we kept the five year stuff in Canada. Yeah, so Whistlepig bought some of their older stock, and then they refinish it in like wine barrels and you know whatever they do, the Boss Hog stuff. They take their whiskey and they do stuff to it. <laughs> they do stuff to do it. Stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, you know. They, they soil it. Yeah. And then Jeff smells it twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the stats are it's a Canadian cast strength rye. Its proof is 127.4. Nashville is 100% rye. There's no age statement. It's at least five years. I suspect it's probably a little bit more than that. Uh, Alberta Distillers in Calgary, Canada. Beam Centauri is the owner. The MSRP was 70. Again, I paid 94, but I've seen it as high as like 110. It's kind of exclusive in America. It's got a really nice bottle in the sense it that it's got like flat panels raised up and then like little diamonds raised up. And then like the mm. middle's all flat where the label is. Yeah. And then it's got a plastic cap, which yeah. the <laughs> other two whiskeys we had tonight have corks on them and they're like 35 and 60. This is called premium with a legit like Seagram 7 plastic yeah. cap on Canadian it. Canadian mist black right. velvet. It's lipstick on a pig. Yeah, yes. exactly. Seriously, like everything's good. The proof is right. The bottle itself is, mm. is catchy. You could not get a cheaper plastic cap on this bottle. I mean, holy crap. I feel like I got like a bottle of Smirnoff in front of me right uh, now. No. So uh, it was included in Jim Murray's 2021 Whiskey Bible. And he wrote this, which I thought was really cool. There's a succulence to the oils balanced perfectly by honey which ensure the most chewable Canadian mouthful possibly ever. Truly world-class whiskey from possibly the world's most underrated distillery. How can something be so immense yet equally delicate? For any whiskey lover on the planet looking for huge but nearly perfectly balanced experience, here you go. A rye at its most rampantly beautiful. This is something to truly worship. That sounds... A lot like marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was a reviewer, Jim oh, Murray. He's famous okay. in his okay. 2021 Whiskey Bible. Just like having sex with Martin Short. <laughs> oh, my God. Some, <laughs> something to truly worship? Jeff, is there something you need to tell us? I, have, I, I do not know Martin Short. I, 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 I have never I, met that man. I'm aware of his work. Senator, I know Martin Short. <laughs> you are no, you Martin, are no Short. Martin Short. <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's, let's smell. smell. Okay. okay. Wow. I'm Whoa. getting sort of like, oh, geez, you did it again. I think you went too deep in. Well, you're, that's my modus operandi. Right. So you're on the knee glass. So put your nose like right in the center of it. You know, so you're right on the rim. So you're getting some of the uh, alcohol. So go. I, uh, so I, I'm putting my nose on the rim. Yes, yeah, so you're putting your nose in the rim and you don't want to do that. <laughs> you're rimming you, it. No, no, no. You're doing it again. <laughs> put your lips on the lip. There you go. Now dip your nose in and smell from the center. Oh, man. Yeah, that makes such a difference. I'm getting like really God, perfume. It's very it's perfume. expressive. Um, this reminds me of, it took me right back to when I was like eight years old and my mother getting ready for church on Sunday. <laughs> and God bless her, but she would douse herself in poison perfume. Oh, Ooh. I remember oh. poison. Going to church and putting on poison. Poison. <laughs> right? Is that is that like a That's just that. shade to your preacher there? <laughs> just That's mom was poison. poison. <laughs> <laughs> just a big butt and a smile. That girl is poison. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's how she rolled. <laughs> how is your mom, by the way? She's great. Oh, mm-hmm. I love your mom. Just a big button, a smile. 
Wow. Anyway, back to the nose. <laughs> anyway. It is 127 proof. So even with the neat glass, you're going to get a little bit of alcohol. It is, as Jeff said, very perfumey on the nose. I totally agree. There is some sweetness there. I feel like I almost want to drop some water in it and then smell it before I taste it. And I think I'm going to do that anyway, because it is 127. It's going to be fine with that. All right, I'm going to do You're not going to proof this down to like... Put it down to 122. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So put the drops in, how many of you want, and then put the cap back on and swirl it around again. I'm getting like caramel, maybe some... Yeah. I actually get like a marzipan, which sounds really, really bougie for me, but that's why I'm kind of getting like a... The almonds paste sweetness. Yeah, something like that. Honey. Yeah, there's a nutty thing. Honey, definitely. Butter. There's like a butteriness to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I just got a little like uh, like a buttery vanilla caramel thing. I threw it on a cube or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go in and sip it. Oh. Water definitely opens up. It, it, to me, it makes it like I can get more butter than I got before. It's definitely like buttery. It's like a creaminess for being so hot. Yeah. And I'm putting a little bit more water in it, which is not my want, but it's very hot. It is hot. Ooh. On the nose, they said that we should have gotten butterscotch, apricots, hazelnuts, toffee, baking spice, uh, bits of oak, oak, and buttered gingerbread loaf. Oh, that's interesting. Loaf. 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 I mean, I can see those. Any, uh, maybe anybody, not apricots. Anybody want to add something on the taste? I had to put three cubes in mine. Yeah, that's why I gave I, you guys cubes. <laughs> as soon as you started adding yours before even tasting it, I just didn't even question. I just started adding to mine. Yeah. The butterscotch. Okay. Follows yeah. the heat. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, it says they have yeah. that on the palate too and on the finish. So definitely they, they say butterscotch is a prominent tasting note here. I mean, you can get this down to a proof that you like it. It's so high. Damn. And I mean, you get down to 105, 108. And you're going to get it to a spot that's good for you. This whiskey is super wow. complex. I can see why Whistlepig takes this stuff. And I even taste, I, I'm trying not to, but I can taste a little bit of. Of what Whistlepig has in yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely can. Absolutely. Break this out yeah. next December because this tastes like Christmas. Okay. Baking okay. spices and... A spicy plum flavor. Okay. Plums. Yeah. For somebody like me, this is not my sweet spot. Mm. No, no. <laughs> the proof is undeniable. Mm-hmm. I have three cubes and water in it yeah. and still just... I, I feel like if you let that sit... That's yeah, so it was like, a few you know. minutes in that and try it again. I feel like you're right, Scott. I can proof this down where I want, but if I got to take one from today, I'm taking the Crown Royal and going home. Okay. This is a lot of work for me. This has got a lot of spice, which I don't care for. It's not my flavor mm. profile. It's mm. more your flavor profile. It's 100% rye. Yeah, so it's super rye for me, and I do like rye. I like elements of rye. This is hitting me over the head with the rye. It absolutely is. So I think people who love rye and love dad's hat and things like that... <laughs> You know, which Scott doesn't like it, but I think he'll know no, what I'm no. saying. I do know what you're saying. And the, think, the ones that are in your yeah, face. So I think that this is not my cup of tea. I respect it's a delicious, complex whiskey, for, but I just to me, I'm just getting way too much rye for me. Yeah, so I totally agree with you. I agree with your assessment. Um, I really like this because of exactly those reasons. Um, it's a little hotter than it needs to be, although you can always proof it down. And, and we're waiting for Sue to proof hers down to see if, if, if it changes I'm anything. I'm waiting for the cubes to completely <clears throat> melt. Um <laughs> That's the app we need. We need something that you can put into your drink and, oh, then, yeah, and, and test get, the alcohol. And test the proof. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that that would make us yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, that really so, would. Oh, so you're at 108. Try it now. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So what's the palate? So the palate is butterscotch, sugar cookie, hazelnuts, mm. baking spice, vanilla, oh, fondant, yeah. some oak and lemon. What are tames the proof and unearth a strong buttery bakery profile? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can see all that. 
I'm going to put a little bit more water in it. Finishes long with more butterscotch, herbal tea, banana foster, and some baking spice. Oh. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, this is and a whiskey that's from the whiskey jug. Yeah. He loved this. And I tend to agree with him on this particular whiskey. This is great. Yeah. I need to figure out how much water to put in this to get it to where exactly I, I want. And I'm going to have a lot of fun doing oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Jeff, what do you think? I do like it. The heat puts me off. Wow, can, the heat puts you off. But I could stick with it. And um, yes. it's, it's interesting getting the different flavors out of it. Yeah. Did you put some water in it? I did put water in it. Okay. But I do get a holiday feel to it. I don't yeah. know why. No, I mean, there's baking spices in there and uh, bananas oh. foster. That's an interesting tasting note. I got bananas foster. Yeah. A buttery bakery. Try it now. You like it now. Seriously. Okay, you're, yeah. You're so, still at 85 or 90. So Sue's going to try it now. Sue just took her water and Here splashed a, a dollop in there. So it's probably down like 85, 90 now. Yeah, yeah. It's I like know, a regular Canadian whiskey now. I know my people are out there. They feel yeah, me. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, there's a ton <laughs> of people. They, they, there's a reason they make drink right at your level. Too much water? No. No, no way. No? Let me catch right. Yeah, it, now then it just loses too much flavor. That's I agree with you. So that right. side of the panel, you, so you're with Ed. It's like it's too much work. Too for much you. work for yeah. me. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm out. There's you do too much in. math involved. Here. It, that's that's absolutely right. fair. But Jeff and I will be sipping on this for the rest of the night. <laughs> sipping on it all night. <laughs> oh no! What is that song? <laughs> Or did you just make that up? I just made that up. All right. Sipping on that all night. It's an original. It'll be played on a loop at Smell It Again, Jeff. Smell It Again, eh? <laughs> so to sum up real quick. We, all right, Ed. Yes. We feel like we've honored our cousins to the north the best we could. Gutterdam and Wart's four grain 88.8 was surprising and different. The Crown Royal 16 at 90 proof did not disappoint. It is who we thought they were, right? Right. Like we knew what they were, and they yeah, were going to be a little bit smoother, a little bit more complex than they were. And then the Alberta Premium Castrength is a complex journey of proofing and not proofing and enjoying and not enjoying. <laughs> I get why it's hyped. I yeah. get why people like it. If you like that profile, it's going to be one of the best rye whiskeys you've ever had. Yeah. Um, if you like some of the high-proof whistle pigs and some things like that, you're going to like this as well. And for 100 bucks, maybe it's a bargain for you. Yeah. So, Ed, your favorite was the Crown Royal 16. Yep. Uh, Sue, I think you liked Gooderman Wurtz. I did. With the water. Yeah, with the water. Yes. Uh, Jeff, what was your favorite? I'll go with the Crown Royal. You'll go with the Crown Royal as well? Okay. And I like the Alberta Castrin. Right. So, like, there's something here. Yeah, for, for everybody. everybody. Yeah. Right. So, Definitely. just here's our advice. When you go to buy Canadian whiskey, look at the bottom shelf and then raise <laughs> your eyes up. <laughs> and look away. <laughs> <laughs> and raise your eyes up again. And when you're looking at the top shelf, grab away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you should do okay. As long as you don't have, like, something that's below your waist, you're, you've fucked up. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Oh. Right. Oh. Don't grab below the waist. Don't grab below the waist, especially not in a public store. Yeah, don't grab below the waist in the liquor store. You don't want to do that. All right, so we appreciate you all for tuning in and checking out our homage to Canadian whiskey and our journey to try to find something that's special or drinkable. Yeah. And uh, I think we've done a decent job tonight. I think so, too. All right, and so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. This is Jeff. Take off. And this is Sue. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers.
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at Giant Cup of Awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey! You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.